On first down, they hand off to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What is going on, Colts Nation? And welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. So glad that you chose to join us today. Today, we're going to be doing some hypothetical. We're going to be talking about the NFL trade deadline exactly a week from when this video is going out. So we're going to talk about potentially some trades that the Colts could potentially make to help improve their roster heading into really a gauntlet of games that they're going to be playing against some high caliber type of teams. So Derek, we have a whole list of guys that we think potentially could be some, some players the Colts could look to inquire about and potentially get for some draft picks. Let's talk about some of these players. Let's, let's first off start with some, some of the players on offense. So who are some of the guys that you have? Yeah, so we kind of been – you mentioned it with the uh, John Ross topic. We'll kind of bring that up as well. And guys like A.J. Green as well. Those are the first two names everyone's kind of been thinking about with the Bengals of, you know, do they, do they want to keep them around? And ultimately I think what you would do is, is John Ross and A.J. Green, you're going to just look for draft capital for them for the future – I mean, what do, you, what do you feel for John Ross and A.J. Green? Because me personally, I think that John Ross would be the easier option to obviously get rid of because, you know, they don't have much ties to John Ross, and I don't think they have any faith in him going forward. And I think you could afford to blow a late-round draft pick to say maybe he gets his act together, keeps healthy. A.J. Green, me personally, I don't think he's going anywhere. You would have to probably – consider giving Cincinnati a, a pretty decent draft pick in order to be able to consider getting rid of A.J. Green. And I don't think the Colts are that desperate to want to do that. But what do you think of those two? Yeah, I think I agree with you for, for a couple of reasons. First off, like you mentioned, John Ross is going to be less draft capital to acquire. Number two, John Ross is a lot younger than A.J. Green. And then number three, you look at the body types, John Ross has that kind of blue chip trait that Chris Ballard looks for um, in his receivers. And you think about it, the Colts are ideally going to get Michael Pittman back very soon. And I, I look at them as similar players and bigger type of receivers, possession type of receivers. But John Ross, you look at him, you're not tied to him after this year. You trade a fifth to sixth rounder. I mean, you could get a potentially a top 10 pick a couple of years ago. Um, so for the talent that you're acquiring potentially, so I think for John Ross, that makes a lot more sense for me. You're not going to give up as much, like I mentioned. And also, he's just a different type of player that you don't really have on your offense. DeMichael Harris is the closest thing you have to that. He's an undrafted rookie. As good as he played that last week against uh, the Bengals, ironically, I just feel like I'm of the belief if you're going to trade for either of these guys, I'd probably trade for Ross because not tied to him. He's also a different type of player, and he's not aging. He's 25 years old, so he's still got a lot of potential ahead of him. He can still grow a lot. He's still learning, right? This is the end of his first contract. So, And even if you do want to re-sign him, he's not going to command a lot of money, whereas A.J. Green's a known commodity in this league. You're going to have to give up a lot more draft capital. That's kind of my thoughts on why I'd probably prefer John Ross over A.J. Green. And A.J. Green looks like he's potentially lost a step, too. 
this season. So I, I'm I'm in on John Ross, potentially have the opportunity to change the scenery to, to flip the script on him a little bit. So that's kind of where I'm at. I think we kind of agreed there, though. Yep, absolutely. And then, you know, some other offensive guys here that we can mention. And we, it's funny because all the guys that we've really been talking about, I mentioned it before, it's just all receivers at this point, you know, because mainly that's the issue that the Colts are having right now. So here's a couple more guys. And it, we'll start with two bigger names, and then we'll talk about the three smaller names that could potentially be something. It's Julio Jones and then David Njoku, who we were talking about. I mean, it sounds like Njoku still wants to be traded it just depends on whether or not the Browns will actually do that. And from what the sources are saying is that the Falcons will not be shipping Julio Jones for any reason. But th- this is the NFL, and the Falcons are really bad, and you could potentially get a couple draft picks out of Julio Jones because Julio Jones is a top five wide receiver in the league, no question, when he's healthy. So, I mean, how realistic is it that the Colts could get Julio Jones? And is there any possible way that they go with Ninjoku? Because the Colts have had issues with tight end health this year. Ninjoku kind of is another one of those, like, Trey Burton kind of guys where he provides a better receiving option than a guy, say, like Jack Doyle. You and I both have kind of said in the live stream that we were kind of disgusted at Jack Doyle on that Cincy game week six, even though he made that catch that the mistakes he keeps making and because of his age. So what's the realistic expectation that the Colts could potentially get either one of these guys? Yeah. And I mean, you mentioned with Julio Jones, I mean, obviously I would choose Julio Jones over Njoku any day, but I think it's pretty low, quite honestly, if I'm being realistic, because you mentioned the Falcons really aren't looking to trade Julio Jones. And then just with the Colts, what the Colts have at tight end, they have three tight ends that you feel pretty decent about. You know, Mo Ali Cox has shown that he can be a vertical threat as well. So I really think that obviously out of any of these guys, I would, I would want to get Julio Jones, but you're going to, it's going to take a lot to acquire the, a player of his caliber, you know, player that's been injured player. That's, you know, 30 plus, I just don't think it's realistic, quite honestly. Um, you already have a player that's over 30-plus. Why would you add another guy? As good as Julio Jones has been, you know, the NFL's a, a what-can-you-do-for-me type of league. So I, I don't think it's really realistic, quite honestly, if, I, if I'm really thinking about it from a Chris Ballard standpoint, just the, the amount of draft capital. I mean, gosh, the only time Chris Ballard's given up a high pick for a player was DeForest Buckner, who's 25, 26 years old. So for Julio Jones, and especially with receivers, the amount the Colts have invested in their draft capital, that's why I think John Ross out of any of these guys makes the most sense because you're not trading away the farm for for a wide receiver, right? And you've already drafted two guys back-to-back in the second round. Um, so you ha- And you have Marcus Johnson as well, who I thought performed really well, deserves more time. So I, I feel pretty decent about these receivers if you can get them back healthy and if you can just add another element like Ross. But as far as these two guys, probably probably the least realistic be Julio Jones. As great as that would be, like, gosh, that would change this wide receiver core. I just don't think it makes much sense from a Colts standpoint. Yeah, understandable. I mean, like you said, the, the draft capital you have to give up for a guy like that. And like you said, Chris Ballard's never been one of those guys to do that. I mean, like you said, this year he gave up a first rounder for DeForest Buckner, and we thought that was all world. And I I think you'd have to give up something relatively close to that to be able to get Julio Jones. And that just theoretically just doesn't make much sense for the Colts. 
you're not in that desperate need of a wide receiver. Let's talk about a couple more wide receivers here, and then we'll get into some other positions. And there's a couple guys that we mentioned, two Texans wide receivers, and Kenny Stills and Will Fuller. And also you mentioned Marvin Jones, who was his contract is about to be up. So, you know, he's potentially on the move, a guy that the Lions could potentially deal with later. Because obviously they got Kenny Galladay now. Kenny Galladay has emerged himself as the true number one. Me personally, I would stay clear away from Kenny Stills and Will Fuller to the fullest extent. I don't trust them at all when it comes to their health. And they've not really shown me anything. I would definitely be okay with a a later pick for a Marvin Jones because Marvin Jones, to me, he has been, in my opinion, at the fault of a – system that's not really gotten him as involved as I think he could be. He definitely has had some games where he definitely shows up and he pops off on the stat sheet. And I think he's worth a mid-round draft pick to me. That definitely would make sense. So Marvin Jones to me definitely would be something that he's not going to blow anything crazy with money-wise and he's not going to be amazing stat-wise, but another reliable good wide receiver and Marvin Jones would definitely be nice. What do you think of guys like Kenny Stills, Marvin Jones, and Will Fuller? Probably Marvin Jones would be my choice and, and maybe even his teammate now in New York, Golden Tate. I mean, former Notre Dame guy. Uh, he's always been such a solid receiver. And, maybe, you know, the Giants, let's face it, they stink too. So maybe they're looking to ship off some of these. You know, he's, an, he's a veteran wide receiver. He's past 30. So one of those two guys for, you know, a, a mid to late round pick, I would be okay with. Uh, just more of a reliable receiver. Reliability has been kind of an issue this year from some of your receivers, whether that be injuries or just inconsistencies. So I would be okay. But, yeah, like you said, those two other receivers, they've been injured more often than they've been on the field. So probably not. If I was choosing between those two, probably Will Fuller because I think he has more potential than Kenny Stills at this point. But, yeah, I'd probably steer clear of both of those guys because the Texans are probably going to want some draft capital for them. And you just can't rely on them. You, we already have a problem with wide receivers and injuries. I, I'm, not, I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the one thing that the Colts can just never shake is the wide receiver bug. We just can never get over that. I don't know what it is, but – I mean, whatever. We'll have to see how that works later on down the road. I mean, obviously, we're still dealing with it now. Two young wide receivers in Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman and are, have had missed more time than they've actually spent on the field, which is very unfortunate. All right, before we get into the defensive linemen that you and I decided to potentially talk about, let's talk about the one other quarterback that I didn't mention in the video that's up on Monday. Dwayne Haskins is an interesting one. We talked about, Colts fans have talked about Sam Darnold, and you heard some of the rumors about Matty Ice, but that's not going to happen. That's never going to happen. But here's another quarterback that was thrown under the bus, the development of the issue, and this is another guy that I think is still hungry and can still perform, and given the right system, given the opportunity to say, this is yours, we're going to work with you and give you the chance to go forward. What are your thoughts on here, Cody? I'll let you go first and see what you think when it comes to Dwayne Haskins. Should the Colts potentially do this? And what do you think we'd have to give up for him? Hmm. Well, this is a very interesting one. 
See, I don't know if I would want – like, I get it. He's a talented player. And I do feel like Washington kind of just threw the towel on way too early on him. But I don't know. It just dep- – it really depends for me on what Washington's going to ask for him. Because, I mean, former first-round pick. I know it's a new regime now and stuff like that. But I don't know. You know him a lot better than I do. I haven't watched, admittedly, a lot of Dwayne Haskins' film. But, I mean, you knew him from Ohio State – you thought he should have played another year and stayed at Ohio State. And maybe that's just something where he just needs to, t- to take time to mature and grow. And I mean, Frank Reich being a former quarterback, maybe he thinks he needs to, to take a shot on this guy. And maybe if he can get him for a later round pick, because I mean, gosh, the bench here for Alex Smith, he's a third string quarterback at this point. So maybe it's worth taking a shot on him. A talented player, you, maybe you can see, uh, may, let him develop and, Maybe next year, Philip Rivers doesn't resign. You let him and Jacob Eason battle it out. I, I mean, maybe, maybe. And you don't have to give up that giant draft capital in order to go and get a quarterback. I mean, I don't know. That, that's tough because he's had so much ups and downs at this point in his career, but he still is a very young player. So it's, it's hard for me to just give up on a player like that so early. Uh-huh. Uh, so for me, it depends on the price. That's kind of where I'm at for Dwayne Haskins, but certainly a talented player in his own right. And I'd love to see um, he be, him be in a system and a team that can actually support him and play to his strengths. Yeah, and, and that's, again, I know people will say it's Dwayne Haskins and that, you know, he hasn't really done much with what he's been given. But what was he given? What was he given? Yes, it's his fault that he decided one year was enough at Ohio State. But come on. You're being told you could be the you could potentially be the first quarterback taken in the draft. You're you're a first round draft pick. I mean, you're gonna chase that dream because that's just there for you. You had single handedly at that moment in time one of the best seasons that a Big Ten quarterback has ever had. I mean, he was on top of the world, man. I mean, he was second in Heisman voting. I mean, this guy was all world. He looked like he had everything in the bag ready to go for him. And then he gets drafted to a team that didn't want him. Well, the coach didn't want him. At that, that coach at that time didn't want him. They didn't want to coach him. They didn't want to develop him. So that hindered him even more. And now I understand Ron Rivera is kind of in that win now mode. And that's kind of what hurt is that he's like, I don't want to have to wait a year or two for Dwayne Haskins to be where it's at now, because I feel this team is good enough now that we can win now, which is funny because, you know, they're two and what are they? What are they two and five now? That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that they threw him under the bus, not only to throw him under the bus, but to make him the third string quarterback. He's not even on the sidelines anymore. It's ridiculous. It's stupid that, you know, he was put into this situation, and obviously he's not there yet. He's not developed yet. He would be a work in progress if the Colts decided to go with him. But again, if you gave him the time, I know he wants to be a quarterback. I know he has the mental capacity to be a quarterback. I just think that he was put into a system that had nothing. He went into a system with a team that didn't want him. So it's like, how much better can he get? What can he really, really do? And especially with the development of it all. So I think for the price point of it, I actually think you could probably get him for cheap, to be completely honest with you. I think I know that he was the first round draft pick a couple years ago, but he's a third string quarterback now. 
you could get him for almost nothing. I don't think Ron Rivera has any faith in him at this point. I really don't. So it's like we could give up a third-round pick for him. I would be fine with a third, fourth-round pick for – they might be willing to give him up for a third round pick at this point. He's their third string quarterback. He ain't playing for you anyway. So like that, I, I would love to have the option to go with Dwayne Haskins. I know that it's like, Oh, why would you want a developmental piece? You already have a developmental piece in Jacob Eason, but Dwayne Haskins does have the experience. He doesn't have a lot of it, but he has some and I know what he's mentally capable of. So that's just me. But let's go into some defensive linemen here, Cody. We got a couple of these guys, and I think this will round it out. The big one that I think everyone's been talking about, and we'll just kind of discuss this one real quick, Carlos Dunlap may have played his last game in Cincinnati this last week. was going on social media a bunch saying that he wanted to sell his house and that, you know, he – is not happy with what the circumstances are right now. It looks like he has completely lost all respect of his teammates. It looks like Dunlap is on his way out. What do you think here for the 31-year-old defensive end, Cody? Mm, yeah, it's tricky. I mean, gosh, I mean, you mentioned he's 31. And, like, in terms of a player, yes, I'd want him. But, like, if he's doing stuff like that, I don't know. Like, and what are you going to, what are they going to ask for him at this point? You know, he's 31 years old. He's not getting any younger. Colts already have a 30 plus, you know, year old pass rusher. I don't know. And also you're getting Teray back hopefully in a couple weeks here. Uh, you got Ben Banigou. So I'm not sure if I, if I would do that, quite honestly. I know some people have wanted him like really badly. And he's probably still a good player, but like, I don't know. I kind of just want to continue to develop these young guys at this point. And I don't even know what his contract is. It's probably not super cheap. So, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, probably would steer away from it. It just so many, so many issues. I mean, it was different when Justin Houston was coming in because we still had no idea what the rest of the defensive line was going to look like. But we kind of have a better understanding of who the guys are now and how we want to develop them. So, it just doesn't make much sense. All right, let's go two more guys here and two more defensive linemen. That is. Quinnen Williams of the New York Jets, former third pick in the draft a couple years ago, and Ryan Kerrigan of the Washington football team. You know, Kerrigan's an interesting one, too, because you were mentioning it. They're like, you know, Kerrigan's been a pretty good player, and it's weird to see that his snap counts have been going down quite a bit over this year, but uh, there hasn't been a ton of talk of him shipping out, but with the way his playtime has gone down, it sounds like as if they could potentially do it. So what are you thinking here for Quinnen Williams and Ryan Kerrigan? Boy, wouldn't that be interesting to get another high pick uh, from the Jets. That would be kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, for Quinnen Williams, absolutely I'd want him. I just don't know. I mean, the Jets are probably going to want a first-round pick for him. So I like Grover Stewart quite a lot. Obviously, Quentin Williams is on a different level, I would say, in terms of potential. Grover Stewart's a fourth-round pick. Quentin Williams is a top-three player drafted only like a year ago. So, like, I think he's going to command a lot more. And I'm not sure, like, do you give up another 
you know, first round pick for another defensive lineman when you easily could resign Grover Stewart, not give away a first round pick. You got to worry about other things, you know, left tackle being one quarterback potentially being one in the first round. I just feel like you have bigger needs at this point in your, in your defense um, and in your team overall. So I'd probably go no, because just because what the Jets are obviously going to ask for that type of player, as good as Quentin Williams is, I just think you have a lot more needs right now on your roster, potentially for the future, than getting an interior defensive lineman as good as he is. When you have a guy like Grover Stewart, who's still a pretty good defensive lineman, pretty good one technique. And Taylor Stallworth also, who we've mentioned on the live stream, he's been playing pretty well too. So uh, probably not. As As far as Ryan Kerrigan, I could be on board for that because I don't think, like you mentioned, he's probably one of those players. He's a little bit past his prime, but he can still provide a little bit on the edge for you. So if you can get him for pretty cheap because Washington stinks, like we mentioned. Maybe so. Maybe I could could see the Colts going after a guy like him. Uh, Just adding another veteran presence on your defensive line, and you're not going to – like like Carlos Dunlap, unlike Carlos Dunlap, you know he he never had an issue with uh, lack of respect for teammates. He's always been characterized as a hard worker, a very team oriented type of player. I actually thought about that last year. Maybe the Colts could make a trade for him last year, but he could be a player I could potentially see a, be a sneaky good trade uh, for the Colts here in the trade deadline. Kind of an underwhelming probably because some people are like Sam Darnold, Julio Jones, but I could definitely see him being a solid trade option for the Colts you know, before the trade deadline in a week. Yeah, I totally agree. All right, guys, I think that's going to do it for those players. There's a lot more that we could talk about, but that's kind of the main ones that everybody's kind of had their eyes open on. Let us know what you think in the comments. Is there any guys that we said we didn't want that you would want or vice versa? Is there anybody else that we missed that you think we should potentially look at for a potential video going forward here? Because obviously trade deadline here in a week, so we're going to have to see how that plays out. But Thank you guys so much again for tuning in, and as always, go Colts.